Anyone can talk football. Not everyone can do it East Coast style. The East Coast Gridiron Podcast, starting now. Whoa, buddy. To hey, see hey. you again. I love that song. It, gets, me hyped. gets me hyped up. <laughs> so as you guys see, unfortunately, Rob is not going to be able to join us tonight. He will be with us in spirit, however. Uh, <laughs> and the show must go on. Welcome to episode 36 of the East Coast Gridiron Podcast. This, yes. is, this just feels weird, man. It does, I'm man. Say, I'm everybody's favorite couch quarterback. And <laughs> to my right is uh, the stats guru, Don. Yes, sir. Live from Maryland. Still here. Yes, yes, yes. So, Sorry for the, the uh, slight delay here tonight, but uh, Dante did some reconfiguring here just for the two of us, so it took a little longer than we thought. But uh, episode 36, man, there not a lot of 36 uh, jerseys out there, man. Yeah. I, I found three of them that I liked. There was some other ones, and I'm like, man, that goes back a long time. So, Jerome Bettis. Uh, yep, Jerome Bettis. Oh, that's Heather's favorite. There you go. Watch out. Her favorite so player. So then of all I had time. to come to Philly and Brian Westbrook. Brian Westbrook, yep. yep. What? And then, so, as a Philly fan, we got to talk about that, sir, because. Uh oh. Never mind. I'm just keep my opinion to myself on Brian yeah, Westbrook. But, uh-huh. but go ahead. <laughs> and the last one I grabbed was uh, the lawyer himself, Lawyer Malloy. Lawyer Malloy. Yes, there there is not a bunch of 36s. You are very right about that. But yeah. trivia time, what was O.J. Simpson's first number? Yeah, he's had a couple numbers. You're absolutely right. 32 yeah. was not his first. 36 was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. So that, that's trivia time for all you, all you fans out there. Uh, maybe we'll have to bring that segment back. We had a really good response on the race. That race... Uh, yeah, trivia we may question. Have to do that. <laughs> that was that was fun. That was a fun one though. That stomped everybody, and yeah. I couldn't believe it until I, you know, I was actually doing all the teams that uh that have played but never won against. And right. That was that was just interesting that they had the Alabamas of the world and a bunch of those teams up there. But it is what it is, man. Cottrell, yes. shout out to you, sir. What is going on? I'm not. We're just gonna keep the comment to myself about <laughs> Brian Westbrook. <laughs> Um, he, he was what he was. Um, and, and other news, we'll get to some NFL news, but one that just broke today that LaShawn McCoy did sign a one day contract yeah. to retire as a Philadelphia Eagle after 12 years. That? So well-deserved, wow. well-deserved. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, uh, you know, now that Chip Kelly's not there to, <laughs> to screw up the plans, yeah, that <laughs> he was, can retire that was in back style. In, back in the day when the Eagles ran the ball. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, a little dig there, huh? <laughs> uh, Dante, don't leave me hanging. Call a strike a strike. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry. Uh, you know, I wish I could make, you know, we got the apparel on today, uh, you know, again, but I wish I, – I don't wish because I don't really like baseball like that. But, right. you know, if strikes and balls were in oh, – we do have a football, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. If it was yeah. a part of football, that would be really cool because that's one of my sayings. But, um, so yeah, well, let's go ahead and we got to recap. You know, people were calling week number four of the NCAA not the best week of football. I think we had some really good games. 
Yes, we did. We had some really good games this weekend, and we saw a team emerge that all of us were collectively wrong about. And people, you know what? I don't know if you guys saw on the YouTube the Arkansas fans that just came out of nowhere, but they <laughs> let us have it when we chose Texas A and M to you know to to pull out the upset. Like we came across and sweeped that one, yeah. and. It just so happens the Arkansas fans came out of nowhere, bro. It was it was crazy, man. But uh, you know, just to head over to the first game, you know, Don sent me a, a, a funny meme, you know, this weekend about, you know, Graham Hurts. All right. Graham, Graham, Graham Yeah, I guess you could say Grant he his Grams do hurt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Graham Hurts. Um he was not Mm, you know, Jack Cohen is showing that he probably would have been a number one quarterback there. But let's be fair. Let's call a ball a ball a strike oh, a strike. We <laughs> <laughs> Wisconsin has never been known outside of Russell Wilson being there as a throw first team. Yeah. So what do we yeah, expect on this sure. matchup? But but four interceptions, including two pick sixes for fourteen points that they gave up. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, right? It's crazy to think about. And, and what they are known for, their running game, they were held to 74 yards. I mm. mean, come on. Yeah. Held to 74 <laughs> yards. It's crazy, it, man. It was bad. It was really bad. Um, you know, I, it hurts me to say that we chose Notre Dame. We are not Notre Dame fans whatsoever. No. We think that sometimes they they can be massively, massively overrated um, in a lot of the rankings. But this is just going to be another one of those wins, even though it should be looked at as Condoleezza Rice and those boys are going to look at like, oh, they won against Wisconsin and they were ranked at this point in time. Whatever. Uh, uh, well, they're they're going to have a tough one this week. So, yeah, Cohen, Cohen is on the uh, Cohen or Cohen, however you pronounce his name. He's on the injury list this week with the ankle injury that he's trying to rehab before this week's game. But uh, they got a tough one this week. Yeah. But, you know, 41-13, to 13, they came in. Me me yeah. and you chose the, the right path on this one. We chose the dark side. And, yep. <laughs> you know, if we were betting on this game, I don't know how much money we would have made. Um, I'm not yeah. I'm not the betting guy over here. Yeah, but, uh, Cottrell could probably tell us. But, yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin just didn't look like Wisconsin that everybody thought they were going exactly. to be. So exactly. it was it was an interesting match. Uh, it got a little out of hand in the fourth quarter for sure. Yep. It was closer up to that point. Got out of hand towards the fourth yep. quarter, and uh, they they started to uh, to to pull away. So yeah, uh, there you go. We I knew we had a gambling degenerate on out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gene. Thank uh, you, sir. <laughs> but uh, any final thoughts on this on this game, Don? No, nope. It's uh, I had it as a close game. I had the Irish winning a close one. Take away those uh, fourteen points on turnovers would have been a lot closer to my score. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. So good, good for Notre Dame for this week, uh, this past week. But this week uh, might be a different story. And we don't wish you any more success, sir. Uh, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's it for that. Move on with your lives after this one. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> Cause uh, you got a like I said, you got a hell of a game coming up next. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the next game that we had, um, 
surfaced on was the Arkansas Razorbacks versus Texas A&M. We didn't yeah. want to drink the Kool-Aid right away. We didn't want to drink the Kool-Aid. We went with Texas A&M. We went with familiar names. Um, Isaiah Spiller, he had a pretty good game um, and was definitely yeah. the bright spot of that offense. And, of course, they got the quarterback situation over there at Texas A&M. And, you know, now my dog enters the room. You want to be on the podcast, too? <laughs> well, uh, Arkansas certainly uh, put on an offensive show, man. 443 total yards, 246 passing, and 197 rushing. Yep. So, you know, the Haynes King injury is really hurting them right now. Um, yeah, it is. They... I'm not sure how much of an impact that he would have made over Zach Kelzada, but um, I got to call it what it is. That's a lot of pressure on Zach Kelzada coming in. And I just, you know, I wanted to believe that uh, Zach Kelzada was going to take a a better approach with Jimbo Fisher being such a quarterback guru. Right. Um, Right. I mean, call it what it is. The dude gets quarterback draft, you know, gets quarterbacks drafted a lot. And then you you learn in the NFL real quick that they're not as good as what they uh, ended up being. And I thought it was going to be some of that Kool-Aid. And, you know, that was kind of my takeaway of me picking them. I, you know, I didn't think their defense was all that great, but I didn't think Arkansas was going to air it out like they did too. But K- K.J. Jefferson goes in there and he he airs it out, man. I got, yeah. some, in- I got some interesting stats because we actually have them um, as one of our games of the week this week as well. But – what was your breakdown, Don? I, I, I know they were playing a Jerry world. So, <laughs> like I said, Arkansas fans, they got to be up yeah. there. Some of the worst fans of all time. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're, they're very passionate. That's for sure. But they'll tell you, uh, they'll tell you when they think they're right. And it doesn't matter what you have to say. Uh, I mean, Texas A&M, they cranked out 272 total yards, 151 passing, 121 rushing. It's kind of pedestrian compared to what Arkansas did. Uh, Calzada did have the one interception on the tip drill. Um, you know, they played okay against another team they might have won. But, uh, you know, Arkansas was the hot team coming in, and they did not cool off one bit. They just poured it on Texas A&M. Yeah, that, inter- that first interception in the first the, – the, the first interception in the fourth quarter – um, really deflated them. Yep, sure um, did. And it was what it was. So hold on one second. I have to. I have to yell at the. You can yell at the dog. <laughs> Definitely not. Not a fan of the podcast, huh? And now she's like eating the cat's food. So we go down there every morning. They usually will have like have like half a bowls like available, <laughs> and find out that it's her eating it. So we have to move their food upstairs, man. Uh, Don't get pets, man. They're such a damn headache. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man. Uh, the Arkansas Texas A and M game, um, low scoring. We thought it was going to be way way high scoring than it was. Isaiah Spiller is still. Oh yeah, he's looking like the best running back in the country at this point in time. You know. <laughs> Like I say, rest in peace to my boy Muhammad Ibrahim. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, a shame. Yeah, it really is. It I know. really is. I was really looking forward to that this year. I was too, man. It was too. So to to show you what the standings are looking like, Don is leading. He's yeah. the NFL guy. 
Yeah. Come you know, <laughs> I'm known as the the college guy, but uh this year has and I like I like it. You know, call the ball the ball strike strike. I really like the way that this year has turned out that we're f- having teams that are showing up. Yep. Uh, you know, regardless of what we say or how much we feel about Arkansas fans, it's the same thing that I feel about FSU, of course, being a homer. Right. Right. Tennessee, Nebraska, when those teams are winning and doing well, it's so good for the game. And That's it's it. just um, another threat to Alabama out there. And everybody loves to see, you know, uh, Arkansas-Texas rivalry anyway. So that was that was pretty fun to watch in Jerry World. But, uh, yep, Don's leading 6-4. And then you got me and Rob that are tied in second with 4-6. and six, So uh, a less than stellar performance by me. But it seems like I'm right about all the other teams that we talked about outside of the ones that we picked. So. Yeah. Or, or either I don't go with my gut, like with the Oregon game, and go with Ohio State. Um, yeah. Even though I'm not high on Ryan Day at all. But, you know, that's a discussion for another week. So uh, anything else from week four that you wanted to recap, Don? No, any, I, any- think, I think we are good, man. We got some great games coming up this week, though. Yep, we do. So, and now I don't want to see Wisconsin Notre Dame again. No, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Not again. Not Um, not ready for that. So, before we get into our preview of our two games this week, we, you know, we do want to recap some of the news that came out um, of the college football world. And uh, first thing on the docket, uh, the, you know, the labor, I forget what they call themselves, the the labor, labor agencies are mm-hmm. coming out and saying that um, a union can be formed in college football uh, with all the NIL stuff. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Wow. How about that? Protect the players, man. Yeah. <laughs> Something that MMA needs, but you know, we're not going to, we're not going <laughs> to talk about that. Um, but yeah, they're, they're talking about um, that unions should be allowed in college football. And I can see honestly that happening here pretty soon, especially for yeah. those guys that, that, that get hurt yep that are guaranteed to be you know a top pick in a draft end up having a season ending or a career ending injury and want to guarantee that they are protected somewhat so right um that's that's nice uh i know spur at the moment but any thoughts on that don since you know we're in the corporate world and it's always yeah. nice to have a backup yeah, plan. no it's uh it's not surprising since the nil came in Let's just leave it at that. It, it is not surprising whatsoever. This thing is unfolding more and more. Yes. To the fact that there's a lot of things that are happening and I didn't think it was going to happen. Right. But when money's involved, anything is possible, uh-huh. too. <laughs> you got that right. So Follow the money trail, man. Follow the money trail, yep. And uh, if you, uh, we, we want to talk about the Million Dollar Man real quick before we do get to Saban and, and Bryce Young. He has a podcast out right now that's on Colin Cowherd's network. I'm going to just put it like this, like Bryshawn just outside of him being a quarterback and making a million dollars and stuff. He's very boring to listen to. <laughs> I'm not sure how he's leading that team right now either. Um, uh, but that's just my two cents on that. Okay. You guys can go watch that. Um, some news out of Louisiana Monroe, some good news for Rhett Rodriguez, who did have a, uh, a nasty injury that sent him into ICU last week. So all the thoughts and prayers are with yeah, him and it seems like absolutely. he is home after being in, um, the ICU. So, um, not a lot to say on that, you know, 
this is not one of those feel good stories. This is the things that we hate that happens in college football. But right, you know, you play the game, a lot of stuff happens, and uh, he just got the unfortunate end of some, uh, you know, of a play that was made and ended up sending him into uh, the hospital. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, a game that we don't have as our game to watch, but a game that we will be watching very, very close. Got that right. Uh, I think the whole world is going to be watching. We just didn't want to state the obvious, but um, I'm going to stay with my prediction on the Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban battle with Ole Miss versus uh, Alabama this week. I think Lane Kiffin's going to go in there and do it. I think people are really doubting Ole Miss's defense. I know they've they haven't played the best of teams, but I don't right. think it's a fluke. And I told you guys ever since last year with. Uh, Matt Coral, uh, uh, Matt Corral, Coral Corral, Golden Corral. My man's got the golden <laughs> arm. Okay, yeah, there you go. Uh, Matt Matt Corral is the man, um, and I think he's going to show up, and I think he's going to ball out. And again, something else that you you hate being right about this stuff, especially when people just like start pounding you on like different social <laughs> medias and stuff when they come out as like Alabama homers or Ar- Arkansas this this specific week. Yeah, but this time <laughs> <laughs> now we gotta listen to them again, Don. Here we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, <laughs> especially with our predictions coming up, they're gonna be all on it. Um, but yeah, I, I think Matt Corral is gonna come in there and, and and ball out and that front seven is not what people thought it was. And we're going to see the real front seven this weekend that I've been talking about since the beginning of the season play uh, Arkansas. But what's your thoughts on this, man? I'm excited for this game. I'll be watching it real close. You know, I've been talking some college football with some other people that don't watch it as much and talking about some of the good games coming up. And they're like, man, you know, I watched that Georgia Clemson game and it was one of the most boring games I ever saw. I like it when they're high scoring games. So I told him uh, about a couple the past couple weeks recommended to watch since they like offense. I <laughs> I told him this one for sure. Uh, the over under on this is 79 and a half, man. Really? Yes. 79 and a half. <laughs> that is crazy. That That's insane, dude. <laughs> Offensive showdown. That is insane. All right. So sorry about that. All right, so one thing that I did want to get into is, uh, Gene, I see your comments. We're going to address this, sir. Um, here's a trivia question for you guys. Since January 1st, 2000, name the three schools who have the highest Division One total wins. Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. I'm going to just go uh, the, name the three schools who have the highest Division One total wins. I might need some clarification on that, sir. Like the highest, uh, yeah, I might need some clarification on that. I think I know what you're you're talking about. Uh, you heard about the sharp money that moved the line five points in two hours. Bama opened up versus Ole Miss as nineteen yeah. and a half, uh, twenty point favorites. If immediately got bet down to fourteen and a half. Most total wins against Division One. Um, I'm gonna say, dang man, that's that's tough. I'm gonna have to say uh, Alabama. This has to be one of them because they play in the SEC and those teams are always ranked. Um, ooh, this is a fun one. 
<laughs> might have to come might have to come back to this one. Let me let me think yeah. of let me write this one down, Gene. Division. <laughs> yeah, Dante will be the one to come up with it. He'll come up with teams. He might not have the right ones, but he'll come up with something. Doesn't matter if they're ranked, he says, Dante. It doesn't matter if they're ranked. Okay. Yeah, I have to come back to that one. That's that's a, that's kind of a head scratcher, but I I have to think about some teams there. But thanks for that. That's a that's a good question. All right, so week five preview. Yeah, we got some good ones on the docket, man. Oh we some, yeah, we got some real good ones. But you know, let's go down uh, the list of the schools that are playing that are ranked. So we got Iowa versus number five Iowa versus Maryland this week. I don't know. I might have that one on my upset alert. Uh, man, I'd like it Psych. to be, but I don't think I don't think so, man. <laughs> nah, I like I like Talia uh, Tagovailoa though, but uh, yes, I don't think they're gonna exactly. have enough juice. Uh, BYU no, to Utah, enough. I think BYU smashes them. Uh, Michigan and Wisconsin. Ah. I think Michigan should pull that one out, but we don't that, know. That's going to be a close one. Uh, more details if you watch the watch list this week. Yep. Louisville versus Wake Forest. Yes. Wake Forest is ranked number 24 yes, this week. Exactly. They that's have a lot be. of sixth and seventh year seniors <laughs> on their team. <laughs> and that's no exaggeration. They do. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting game. 4 0 and ranked for the first time in like four yes. or five years. So let's see what Wake Forest does there. The game that everybody's going to have an eyeball on this week is Cincinnati and Notre Dame. That's going to be a good one. Yes. I think this might be the upset alert right here. Um, and Louisiana Monroe versus Coastal Carolina. Um, I don't that, think people are giving. That's going to be interesting, man. I I got to find that game. Make sure I catch that. Yeah, you know, with their quarterback, uh, you know, getting hurt and everything, and I, I think they're just going to have some juice behind them this week. It's a Sun Belt Coast uh, match yep. right there. We'll look at that one. Ole Miss and Alabama. We already know. Right. Uh, Oregon and Stanford. That might be a better game than what people give them credit for. I think this is the week that Oklahoma goes down to Kansas State. Um, it could happen. Rutgers and Ohio State is going to be a closer game than I think people are going to give them credit for. Uh, dude, Rutgers, there's a Rutgers actually has a decent rushing yeah, defense. You know, they do. They really do. They do. This is another upset I'm predicting: Kentucky over Florida. I think there's a lot of upsets, man, this week. Uh, uh, be interesting. Louisiana Tech versus NC State. NC State's been playing pretty good ball. Yeah. Uh, I think te Texas A&M goes in and they have a revenge tour against Mississippi State. Uh, we're we're going to talk about Baylor. That's one of our games of the week. Indiana versus Penn State. Penn State is ranked number four. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> That's a head scratcher. Uh, yep, but we'll see what they do against Indiana. I'm not, I'm not ready to say that that's going to be an upset game, but that's going to be one to watch. Right. Michigan State has some struggles last week. They're ranked number 17 going against Western Kentucky. That's a blowout. Yeah. Boston College versus Clemson. Boston College is four and zero. Yes, they going are going in against Clemson, who's been struggling. Uh, the committee. <laughs> 
Uh, who's ever doing it? said the AP polls has been very generous against Clemson. They're two and two and they're ranked number 25. So how does that feel to have Wake Forest Ooh. ranked higher than you? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh, yeah, DJ, uh, we on go Lele however you pronounce his name. There's like 5,000 different ways on how to pronounce it. I've seen like too many videos. He's not playing to what I thought he was going to. I was totally beside myself. I mean, how how can you blame us for the the way that he was playing against Notre Dame? But on the contrary, look what Trevor Lawrence is doing in the NFL with the weapons that he has and is not doing that well. So, I mean, some weapons well, are going to Clemson too. Yeah, I mean, weapons change, but also competition level changes too. So, yeah, Wake Forest but, with the seventh year seniors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Auburn and LSU. That's going to be a very interesting game. Uh, mm -hmm. Auburn's ranked number 22. LSU is getting better every single week. Um, and Kayshawn Boutte, I, I believe that's uh, how you pronounce <laughs> his last name. But uh, Rob had uh, Kayshawn being one of his guys to watch this year. Remember that? Yeah. 24 receptions, 309 yards, and eight touchdowns. Might yeah. be a guy to look out for still. Eight touchdowns this early in the season. It's only uh, week five here. Right. Arizona State and UCLA. Circle that yeah. game on your calendar right yeah. there. If you're going to stay up late, that's a game to watch. Yep. Um, and then, I don't know if you guys have been watching the rankings. And I got to give credit to Gene on this one. He has been saying watch out for Fresno State. I really think yes. that close game to Oregon really helped them out. Yep. It's the only loss of the season. Number 18, Fresno State going against the uh the colored people. Uh the the crayon the crayon people. <laughs> wait, look <laughs> wait a second. Dude, can you explain yourself on that one? <laughs> what what are they called? The uh the Rainbow Warriors or something like that? The crayon warriors? <laughs> the Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm glad I said that and not you. So Yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh Fresno State. Uh, number 18 going against Hawaii. I think that's going to be a blowout. So I don't yeah. know. We got a lot of good games this weekend, man. There's a, that yep. was like 12 of them right there that I just named. So if you like college football, this is one week to watch college football for sure. So yeah. let's go ahead and get over to our, uh, our previews. Okay. And the first one we want to get into is Oklahoma state versus yes. the Baylor bears. 19, is Oklahoma State the ranking and twenty one yep. is uh, Baylor? Yep. This is a great game. This is one of those it middle of the road be. games to kind of like sharpen your pencils per se to see <laughs> see who can who can write the longest essay. Um, but yeah, I I, I think we, we're on the same wavelength like this. I, I hopped on the train ever since you predicted the upset with them, and yeah. they're we'll talk about their quarterback. He's playing a little better than what people think he is. So yeah, let's go ahead and get up to your keys of the game for Baylor. All right. Well, first off, they are playing 7 o'clock on ESPN2 at Boone Pickens Stadium in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Capacity just over 55,000. So for Baylor, my keys to win are run the ball. The two-headed monster of Abram Smith and Treston Ebner have run for over 750 yards so far. Pass Ooh. to complement the run. Quarterback. Yes, Bohannon has passed for 828 yards. He has a 73% completion rate, seven touchdowns, no interceptions. So 
you got to compliment. Compliment the run. That's your strong point. Passing game is is good. Not great, good. And then turn up the D. Win the turnover battle. They they were doing that last week in their upset. And, you know, the quarterback for Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders, only has a completion ratio of 58.9. He has four touchdowns and one pick. So, you know, he's not airing out the ball a lot. So take advantage of it when you can. Absolutely. Baylor's a very interesting team this year, man. I hope they bring the all yellow unis out one more time. Oh, that was great, man. I, I think, I think they're pretty unis last week. <laughs> I think they're pretty sweet. I think they're pretty sweet. All keys right. of the game, keys of the victory for uh, the Cowboys. All right. First thing, run, Cowboy, run. Baylor's secondary is the strength of the defense. So you need to run to set up the pass. Absolutely. Get through that front line and. Who knows what happens? Turn up the heat. The Cowboys' defense already has 13 sacks this year. So turn up the heat on Bohannon. Make him sweat a little bit. And then time of possession. Win that time of possession. Keep that Baylor offense off the field. And if you can do that, we might have some success, guys. Yeah, you got it. All right, so of course Rob's not here to give his his players to watch out for, so we're gonna go ahead and skip past that. Um, and we'll, we should have something for you in the you know next week coming up, but this week we're going to head straight over to the quarterback comparison. If you're listening to us at home, is it Jerry or Gary? I'm gonna go with Jerry. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go with Jerry Bohannon. Maybe I, I need to listen to a sound bite. I've, yeah, got to get a sound bite. I've only I thought I had heard it. I thought I had heard it as Gary, but okay. Well, Gary Bohannon. Well, that's how that's how we'll go. Uncle Gary is coming in there. <laughs> now I don't know if you guys heard about Charlie Brewer at Utah. I think he's still been absent from the team after his n- less than stellar performances these last several weeks. Oof. But uh. Gary Bohannon's been waiting to take this starting position. Actually, there was breaking news today about Jacob Zeno, who's his backup quarterback. He answered he entered the transfer portal today. So Ooh. Gary is a um junior, Richard Jr., I believe. So he's got one more year to uh stay on board. But uh he spent three years behind Charlie Brewer. Gotcha. He is number one in the Big Twelve in passing efficiency rating. One seventy seven point one. That's awesome. He's throwing really good balls, man. Um, and, you know, their points per game are, are proven at 42.8 points per game. So yep. they're going in there and they're scoring on people. Uh, number nine in the NCAA and number nine in the Big 12 in completion percentage with a 73%. Yep. Um, it's a very high percentage for a college quarterback that doesn't have these all-star weapons. He's making every throw count. He's doing very excellent. And I uh, got to give it to him. Yep. But on the other side of that, there's a little controversy going on at uh, at Oklahoma. Not really, because he is the starter, but he was not the starter week one. He took right. the starting job in week two against Tulsa. Tulsa, yep. He had took the starting job away from Shane Ellingworth. Hmm. 
Spencer Sanders has been there for a while too uh, at Oklahoma State. So um, he has been playing better. I think Ellingsworth had threw like a picking in and a touchdown against uh, uh, like Monroeville State or some some, some Division three <laughs> school. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they're Division two, but it seemed like a Division three school. Um, he's number eight in the Big Twelve in total yards. So he's got 719 yards. You'll start seeing a trend like that with a lot of these quarterbacks that we're going to mention today. They're this is just the evolution of quarterbacks. If you can't yeah. run the ball, if you ain't got the feedies, man, you know, you got to have a hard time. Got to have the feedies. You got to have the feedies. Number eight in the Big 12 and pass completions with 43. Um, So he's completing a lot of passes, but that also, just to highlight that, that also tells you that they pass the ball a lot. Right. Um, Chuba Hubbard is not there anymore. <laughs> you got that right. All right. So. With our picks, me and Don yes, are coming sir. out, and we're picking Baylor across the board, sir. Yeah. Last I saw, Oklahoma State was a four-point favorite. I'm looking for the uh, upset. I got Baylor 28-27, upset alert two weeks in a row. I. Uh, so, Oklahoma State is the favorite? Yep. Wow, that's, that's really weird because if you look – I mean, if you're just looking at the, the stat line breakdown here – let me go over to my notes here. Uh, points per game, Baylor's got 42.8. Oh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's got 25.8. Points allowed per game, 15 with Baylor, and Oklahoma's allowing 19. Total yep. yards, they're about 100 yards off of each other. Uh, exactly. 491 to 372. Um, the only thing that they're close on is yards passing. That goes to Oklahoma State, but the rushing game is sitting there with Baylor. Um, yeah. I mean, they they didn't jump last week with that upstate uh, that upset on uh, Iowa State. So, yeah, yeah. It, and, I mean, and, it, and there's only what two two different in the rankings, nineteen and twenty one. But I guess uh, you got the home team advantage if if it flies the same way the NFL does at three. So it's almost a pick 'em game. Other than that, yeah, and I you know I say this respectfully, you know, to Cottrell, but. You know, Control had them in his in his college football playoff team uh, with Iowa State, and we've seen what Baylor did to them in in the upset. So, just one of those things to uh, to surely watch out for. But uh, I got Baylor pulling this out, and we're gonna look at the uh, the um, the Bears here as a five and O team. Yeah. Hey, boo boo. <laughs> you got it, man. <laughs> so let's uh. Let's move on to the game of the week. If if this Man. so you have Alabama and and Ole Miss, but you get you got to take you got to call a ball a ball shake a shake on this one, man. Arkansas's got a lot of juice behind them. Yeah, and uh, Georgia is coming to uh, to ruin that time. And I would you know just from the, all the flack that I was getting, I may be a little biased this week. <laughs> um. <laughs> But we got number eight Arkansas up against uh, Georgia at home, and Georgia's the number two team in the country, and I think they're right there as being the number one team. They haven't really showed a weakness this year so far yet. But right. uh, Don, I know you got more to say on that. So, what's your keys yep. to victory for the Razorbacks? Well, let's get the setting here first. Uh, last I saw, uh, Georgia was a nineteen-point favorite. 
This is a 12 noon game on ESPN coming from Sanford Stadium in Athens, Georgia. Capacity crowd over 92,000. So for Arkansas to win, keep in mind these guys are on fire right now. Quarterback accuracy. K.J. Jefferson is thrown for 844 yards, but he's only got a 50% completion ratio. Six touchdowns, two interceptions. And he's going against a defense that's averaging an allowance of only 115 yards a game. So he needs to be accurate when he's making and completing passes. The front seven Running is no game. joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that defense is no joke. Running game. Uh, Arkansas is ranked number eight in the FBS, so don't abandon the run and don't become one-dimensional. You got to run even though Georgia has the number seven rushing defense in the FBS. Mm -hmm. You you still got to keep going with the run. That may be your stronger suit. You know, it just, it just depends. I mean, the, the defense against the pass is a little more stingy than it is against the run. So that brings us to point three, no turnovers. You got to play a mistake free game. Keep the juice flowing from your past few wins and just be smart. It's good for college football if Arkansas wins. It's great. It will be interesting. Yes. But you got to go over to the boys, the Bulldogs, though. Yeah, no turnovers for the Georgia. They've had seven already in four games. They need to play aggressive, but they they need to be mistake-free, too. You get momentum flipped to one side or the other, Man, look out. Arkansas has the number eight ranked pass defense in the FBS. So it it could be interesting. It really could be. So that's pass defense? Yes. How much of that do you think is related? I know we keep saying it, but how much do you think that's related to all the pressure that they've been putting on these quarterbacks lately? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, if you know yeah. if you've ever played football and you know anything about football, man, a uh, pass rush or pressure on the quarterback will cause was well, more help to a pass defense than anything else. You got that you right. You can have a lockdown corner all day. Uh, you know, only Darrell Reeves has come a dime a dozen. <laughs> but you know, if you got a powerful front seven that's always yep. putting pressure on the quarterbacks and making them throw off balance and not being able to go the, through their progressions, they're gonna have a long day. Um, defense leads the rank number one in the nation averaging only allowing 185 yards a game with nine takeaways so you might have to rely on your defense heavy in this game similar to the Clemson game and time of possession you need to mix it up but you got to give your D time to rest so keep Arkansas off the offense off the field and that's all that you can do. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's going to be a long day. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting game, man. Yeah. I'm excited. So let's. I am too. We got two I really can... good quarterbacks, man. Got two really good ones. And I think KJ Jefferson, for what he's doing, I'm going to go down a couple of his stats here. Um, but he's number eight in the SEC with six passing touchdowns. I mean, they've played four games up to this point. You know, was that one point right. four touchdowns a game or something like that? Uh, 
number two in the NCAA and number one in the SEC in passing yards per attempt at 10.8. If you watch anything about the Texas A&M game last week, the dude was slinging the ball. And uh, he's got some pretty good receivers to accompany that, too. Um, it kind of reminds me, and correct me if I'm wrong, Don, th- their offense kind of reminds me of what Oklahoma's been doing like the last three years up until yeah. this point. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Um, and they have, he's accounted for 1,074 yards. He's number six in the SEC. Cool. He's a, he's a, he did exactly what I said my keys of victory was, was to use his big body, man. Um, <laughs> he's going to, and he's going to be sacrificing the body this week. I don't, I don't think you need to do that this week. <laughs> Rely on your offensive line a little bit, but you're going to be running, sir. And, yeah. uh, I think he's durable enough to take those hits, but you know, I'm going to feel pretty bad for him because bold prediction for the game. All right. That front seven is going to have eight hits on the quarterback this game. Mm, okay. He's going to get hit quite a bit. Not pressures, but actual hits. Hit, actual not, hit. not quarterback knockdowns. Uh, And then my guy right here, man, JT Daniels. JT. Number two in the NCAA and number one in SEC in pass completion, 76.1. It's one of the best. Yep. She's showing that. Defense is helping him out. His receivers are helping oh, him yeah. out. Number 10 in SEC with five passing touchdowns. Again, not all that crazy. Right. He's not putting up Mac Jones numbers from last year, that's for sure. <laughs> or, the, furthermore, Joe Burrow numbers. But he's yeah. being efficient, and you know that comes down to the play calling, too. If it's not going to be a pass touchdown... They're uh they're utilizing all their weapons. He's number six in the SEC in passing efficiency, one hundred and sixty point seven rating. JT Daniels reminds me a lot of Matt Stafford when he was at Georgia. I think that's a good comparable for him. Um, uh, I just think he's a little, you know, Matt Stafford came out of college. He was a little chubby. I don't know. Y'all remember chubby Matt Stafford? <laughs> but uh. Yeah, JT Daniels, he just reminds me a lot of that, the way that he puts a lot of power. He, I mean, he's a great down-the-field thrower, probably probably the best out right now. I don't think – and there's a difference between him and Matt Corral. I don't think the competition between quarterbacks – right now, I know uh, JT doesn't have the arm talent that Matt did. Uh, I, I – I don't think he has the arm talent that Matt Stafford did with intermediate and short throws. Long throws, he's got a huge arm. Um, but I still, even though he's having a, a you know a crazy good season, I don't think anybody's really touching Matt Corral right now um, as far as statistics. And you know, J, JT Daniels might be two or three on my list right now as far as quarterbacks. But with that being said, I honestly think he does have the the edge over KJ Jefferson this week. I hope he proves me wrong. I hope Arkansas proves us wrong. But we got a clean sweep <laughs> on this one too, Don. <laughs> Man, I know. I'm, I, and you know, the thing is. Uh, uh, with a 19-point spread, you would think this is going to be a, a, a high-scoring game. I I don't think so. I think I think it's going to be. I got Georgia 24-17. 24-17. Yeah. All right. I, I think the defense on both sides is going to be just enough to you know to keep from being a, a blowout. I so this is what I think. I'm not going to be as generous as you. 
I see this being like a 35-13 game. Okay. I see Georgia coming in there pretty handily and taking care of business. But well, then again, to all the Arkansas fans that are going to be watching this and going to get butt hurt by another clean sweep over Arkansas, <laughs> they're playing the number one team in the country right now. I don't think it's Alabama this year. I, I, I think it's Georgia. And if Georgia had Matt Corral, they would be automatically be the number one team that nobody's going to beat. But JT Daniels is good enough to get the job done. That front seven is the best in the country. I've been saying it ever since last year. They're going to come in. They're going to show Arkansas some pressure that they haven't experienced this year. It's going to make them a better team for sure. I think Arkansas is a better team after this game for sure. Yeah, I mean, nobody's saying they're a bad team. It's just – they're they're stepping up in competition every week and they just overshot this one a little bit that's all but would you say this don if they beat georgia this week yeah they are automatically a top three team i think i think so too i think if they beat georgia they're better than oregon i don't think it i don't think it's close i don't think it's gonna be close at the top i think you're still gonna have alabama I think it'll be Alabama. I think Georgia still stays in the top three after this game if it's a close game. If it's a close, low-scoring game, like 21-24 something, and that's that's a low-scoring game in college. Yeah. <laughs> if it's like 21-24, I think Georgia stays in the top five, but I still think that they would be a top three team. Then it'd be Arkansas, and then it'd be Alabama. And I don't... And Oregon would just be sitting there at number four. Oregon would get the shoe in if they you know run the table the rest of the year. But then... You know, you, you still got Cincinnati there, too, if they beat right. Notre Dame. All right. All right. So, sponsor segment. You got it, sir. Cue the music. <laughs> <laughs> Afloat Posters is your one-stop shop for sports and custom posters. All posters are premium with crisp and clean graphics. They're up to three different sizes and will look great in your office, bar, restaurant man cave living rooms and bedrooms there is free priority shipping on orders over forty dollars so please visit afloatposters.com that's a-f-l-o-a-t posters.com for more information and their current collections and for you hbcu fans he is now a licensed seller of most of the hbcu schools so visit hbcuposters.com for more information on those items. And thank you to Afloat Posters for your continued support. Always. Always. All right. So you made it to the end of the song. Like you ended it out as it was fading out. That oh, was look great. At that that man, was great, great, man. And also what's <laughs> great is the merch. If you see yes. that we're wearing, come on and get your hoodie. I don't know if y'all can see behind me. That's the Dallas Stars jersey back there, but it's got the ECG yeah. logo. Don's got the feedies on today, too. Yep. And uh, shout out to one of our uh, bigger supporters of the of the podcast, Miss Delaware herself, Don's yeah. cousin. <laughs> My cousin Emily. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. All right. So Cracking visit. the books at UNLV. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And uh, visit EastCoastGridironMerch.com. We made it easy on you guys to go cop something. The prices are really good. They're a lot yep. cheaper than what you can get anywhere else, and it's really good material. So we've been happy with the uh, with the results. So week three recap. 
of the NFL. It's yeah. been some really good games there too, man. I've been excited about this football season. Absolutely. Every game has been kind of interesting in its own means. And what's been even more interesting is my quarterback grades. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. Um, I know some people agree, some people disagree, but Don knows I my grading scale is a little different than what people are grading quarterbacks on. I don't grade them on two or three great plays throughout the game or even game-winning drives. I'm looking for consistency because they're not going to do that every single week. Yeah. Unless you're on yeah. a really sucky team and you're doing that. but Well, yeah. and I'm, I'm glad you, you added the pluses and minuses in there because that can make a difference. I, I realize that, and this week you're going to see it even more. Um, yeah. And I do have a scale on, on what's a plus and what's a minus. Yep. So uh, you should. It, That's it, the way uh, to do it. It's, yeah, so you'll see that much, much more coming up, and I realize that, like, you know, some of my – you know, like Lamar Jackson, for example, I think he was a C plus one week when everybody thought he was a B or an A. So, you know, maybe it wouldn't have been. I might not have been in much hot water if I would have did that versus <laughs> just right. got a C. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, right. And we'll move on. And now I have that, and you know, we'll we'll see if people agree or disagree. But I don't do that for people to agree with me. Um, <laughs> to be quite frank, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, man. At least, at least I'm putting it out there, right? A lot of time and effort into it. It is. Yep. I, I watch a lot of films. So let's get into the first game this week. Your boy, oh, yeah. Josh Allen, came in there and threw four touchdowns and ran for one as well. Might yeah. as well just throw him in there to to pass two more touchdowns because they're in there <laughs> smashing Washington. First of all, your thoughts. I know I haven't talked to you about it, but your thought, what what would be your grade and your thoughts on Taylor Heineke? Uh, for the season or for this game? You could do it. So give give your season grade and what your. I mean, I know he hasn't played the you know every every quarter of every game. I I would give him probably off the top of my head, and I have not watched all his games. I've seen more highlights. I saw him a little bit in this game. I mean, this game was kind of rough. Two touchdowns two interceptions, you know, I, I understand he had a rough game. I would probably grade him overall, and I don't know where you have him. I'd probably put him at like a C minus right now. A C minus? And that's yeah. and that was that's overall, right? Overall. All right. So let me get the spreadsheet out of your face. Uh oh, here totally, we go. <laughs> that was totally rude of me. Um so right now, so what I rated him in the last game is uh Taylor Heineke, I had him at a C for the game. Okay. Okay. Now for the season, I have him at a B minus. Okay. Well, you've watched a lot more film than I have. Like I said, I haven't watched nearly enough on on him right now. So I'm seeing more stats and more highlights than anything on him. So, um, yeah, um, not bad, not bad. I, I think some of the interceptions he's thrown, yeah, that he had one really yeah. bad one a couple weeks yep. ago. Um, he had one that was called back this week, but I see I, I see what he was doing off of the play call there that there you go. would have resulted in him throwing an interception. So I, I can't look at the cup, you know, halfway full on a lot of these gotcha. quarterback plays. Um, and for this to only be his, what, fifth start so far, um, he's doing really well. I got right. I, I gotta give it to him. I mean, yeah, 
that that team is not a world beater by by any means but what was even more impressive to me last week is Josh Allen's de- <laughs> Josh Allen's defense um <laughs> Todd McDermott's defense was bottling up Terry McLaurin the whole game that yeah. had to be one of their game plans going in and they did the safeties yep. play really well Tredavious White played very well uh the linebackers played very well by getting pressure on him and that was causing him some issues yeah and I mean, um, basically, they dared him to beat him passing because they had no rushing game. They they didn't rush for a hundred yards as a team, so they're like, okay, beat us with your arm, and we're going to cover your best receiver. So see what you can do. Yeah. So I mean, he had a C game, yeah. average, average game. Not, and that's why I think people get confused about my C ratings too. C ratings is just like. You did the best that you could do, but you could have did a lot better. It's okay. literally middle of the road. Like you can win some games, but on the other side of that, you can lose games with this guy too. That's how I look at my gotcha. my C grades. But yeah, I got him at a B minus this year, and he's actually ahead of Josh Allen as far as my yearly grades because Josh Uh-oh. Allen's only had a C plus. He had a okay. terrible first two games. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, so I picked the Washington football team <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you and uh, Rob took the win on this one, and yeah. uh, you know, deservedly so. The the I Bills three hundred and fifty nine passing yards, four touchdowns. Bills ran for one hundred and twenty two yards, had a rushing touchdown. Bills gave up no sacks. This is the they first gave, game at home, too, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. And they won the turnover battle, and they gave Josh Allen time to hit his target. So you couldn't ask for anything more. And it wasn't a lot of Stefan Diggs. I'm telling right. you, like it's exactly. not going to be that anymore. Like usually, you only get that type of production when you have people like Randy Moss. And Stefan yeah, Diggs hitting, is not Randy Moss. He was hitting Emmanuel Sanders. He was hitting Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, he was definitely, uh, definitely throwing the ball around. Yeah. So I didn't factor in that the Bills were playing at home, and I probably would have swayed me to go the other way. But <laughs> I think I trusted in a, a little bit into, and I'll, I'll admit it, I trusted a little bit more in Taylor Heineke than a lot of other yeah. people in that. Well, that swayed my decision, and then trusting that everybody says that this is a, that elite defense that, and uh, Chase Young has been very, very quiet this year. So I don't yep. think he's recorded a sack yet. <laughs> he has been very quiet. Mm-hmm. Just what, <laughs> just like I said. <laughs> but hey, and like I say, Ryan Kerr- Ryan Kerrigan does not get enough credit for what he did last last year for for Chase Young, and people are starting to see that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he's not he's not doing that for the Eagles whatsoever. Yeah. He's got all zeros, man. No tackles, nothing. He's got nothing. They're using them wrong. Um, <laughs> Second game on the docket. Air, well, me and Sean had this right. You and Rob had the Bucks winning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, any other time you give me that matchup, I, and, and I said this last week, I would have, the Rams are the better team. I would have picked the Rams. But every single time up until now that I've picked against Tom Brady, I've lost. Well, I picked for Tom Brady this time and lost. So <laughs> I just I won't pick anything with Tom Brady involved anymore. So this might be the second year in a row where I picked the Super Bowl team. Yeah. Because I had the Titans yeah, and the I, Buccaneers last year. Last year, yep. And this year, 
I have the Rams is one of my favorite. Did we even yep. do Super Bowl predictions, or did I just say that I thought that was my Super no, Bowl? No, you team? said it. We didn't. We didn't get that far. We can. What we'll do is halfway through the season, maybe that'll be one of sure. the segments. Is like who who's going to the Super Bowl based off of of this. So, um, but yeah, I I I thought, and I'm going to continue to think, and I'm glad my wife listened to me in uh, fantasy football. <laughs> It's Cooper. just kicking everybody's butt, isn't she? <laughs> I told her Cooper, Cooper Cup is going to go off this year. Anytime yep. that that dude's been healthy. And well, you've talked about him for a while, so I'm not surprised she remembered the name. For a long time. I like Cooper yeah. Cup. I yep. just think Jared Goff didn't have the talent enough to know when to throw the ball to this guy. Right. And now you have Matt Stafford, who's not afraid to throw a deep. He even got Deshaun Jackson involved into the passing yeah. game last week. Yeah. And Deshaun Jackson almost John looted again by, <laughs> by slowing down and celebrating. I man. know. <laughs> he needs to stop that or he's going to get embarrassed again. Um, I don't think Robert Woods is, is what people think he, he was before. I, I think that was just that California connection that happened between him and Jared Goff. And, yep. Uh, yep. you know. Cooper Cup is the the more talented wide receiver on this yeah. one, um, and he's showing it. What did you send us a graphic this week on the dudes that are chasing Megatron? Yeah, as far as the yeah. most game, most yard, yeah, like yardage crazy. up for the rest of the season. I, so. Yeah, oh, so far for so many games, you know where he stands. Uh, let me see if I can find that real quick. Yeah. So while you're finding that, I'll go over to our standings right now for a pro. All three of us are tied at four uh, yeah. and three. Yeah, chasing Megatron, receiving yards after week three. Megatron was at 369, his his best year in 2012. Cooper Cup is only two yards behind at 367. Put some respect to my man's name. I know he's a white guy, (laughs) okay? But he's good. Yeah. He's good. It's like Danny Woodhead, man. Danny Woodhead was good. He had a short career. Or... Are are your your boy? Um, that's probably. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say that. But yeah, okay. The, the the guy that I think is gonna have problems later on in his career for how many big hits that he took. Well, actually, two of them, Julian Edelman, and the guy that did that before was Wes Welker. You got it. Do you think Wes Welker gets in the Hall of Fame this year, or gets in the <sighs> Hall of Fame eventually? Man, I think so. I, you know, I would probably vote for him, but I don't know if he's gonna how long he's going to have to wait, put it that way. Is he going to have to wait till he's like 75 before he gets <laughs> I in? Hope, I hope not. Yeah, I, I think he deserves to get in there. I think in the next five years, we see we see Wes Walker get in there for sure. Yeah, well, I tell you, the, the with that Rams game, the one, one stat that I found very interesting, Tom Brady, for all the yards that he threw for, over 400 yards, Mm-hmm. He was a leading rusher on the team too, with 14 yards. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time Tom Brady was a leading rusher on a team? <laughs> I mean, it's like Kirk Cousins being the leading rusher on the oh, team. Oh man, I tell you. And I, and of course, I put. I have egg all over my face right now because I, you know, I made made a uh, hot take last week. When's the last time you seen Kirk Cousins run for a twenty yard rush, and <laughs> then he ended up doing it. And I'm like, yeah. well, 
I mean, theoretically, <laughs> in actual reality, he just did it. So, yeah, but he, everybody knows what I mean. Um, so some NFL news before we get into our preview of week was week four Brady versus Belichick. That's the game that everybody's talking about. Don, yeah, what's your prediction the- on that? I think it's going to be an absolute blowout. Oh, yeah, it's it's not going to be close. It's not going to be close. After after losing last week, you know, Tampa is is out to prove a point. How and many how many Tampa Bay Brady jerseys that you think are going to be at <laughs> at Gillette Stadium? It's going to be it's going to be like when you remember and of course you do remember this. You you have to when Brian Dawkins went to the Broncos and everybody yes. had there was more orange jerseys and Link than there yeah. was uh, green Dawkins yeah, jerseys. That that's what it's going to be like here. It really is. Mm-hmm. So, Lamar Jackson is suffering from a back injury right now. He hasn't practiced in the last two days. Do you think he starts? Days. Yeah, I I think he's still going to start, but you know we'll have to see if he can get a, a day of practice tomorrow. If he doesn't practice tomorrow, yeah, there might be a a, a change in my picks. <laughs> yep. And then lastly on the docket is there's rumors going around about Marlon Mack will be traded. If you think about their situation there, they got Jonathan Taylor, who hasn't performed up to his talent level so Not far. Not up to par yet, no. But there's a lot of spotlight on uh, Carson Wentz just forcing himself to play, even though the dude is severely hurt. I think he's more hurt than what people are, are – that he's giving himself credit for. But um, And then you have Naheem Hines as well. Um, yeah. there and you got two very talented running backs. Yeah, it's good to have three talented ones, but one of those three number one running backs of your team is going to get mad eventually when he doesn't get enough carries. And I think it's just one of those things where he, uh, you know, none of the reports have come out and said this, but I think he, you know, I would be in this situation. You know, I'm showing in the front office and I'm telling Coach Don that hey, I want to be traded. That's it. And um, so prediction time. Where do you think Marlon Mack ends up? Who needs the most help? Wow. Wow. It's not, not necessarily just who needs the help, who has the money. Um, oh, yeah. I feel like it's going to be a pretty penny for him because he knows yeah. he's, a, he's a number one. He's he's talented. Yeah. I There's there's a, quite a few teams that, I mean, look at, look at the Falcons, for example. I mean, neither of those runners are really setting the world on fire. Mike Davis or Cordell Patterson. I mean, Patterson's going up taking over the number one spot. And he just, like, flipped from wide receiver to running back all of a sudden. Like, what the hell? Tall as hell, too. (laughs) I mean, if he has a great week, that's great, especially if I start him because I got him on my roster. But anyhow, um, Jets don't have a running game to speak of. They got players, but they're not putting up numbers. Mm -hmm. Miami's got players, but they're not putting up numbers. So there's a lot of need around. It's just who can afford him and who's going to go after him. So we actually seen a couple good backups come in and play really good games. Um, yeah. Um, Mattinson up in uh, Minnesota, for example, filled in for Dalvin yeah. cook really well. Oh, so well, he always does. Yeah. Yeah. And if we really think about it, this is a, you know, running back one running back two kind of league right now. And yep. I'm trying to think about all the talent that's around the league. Oh. And I think, the best place for him to go because of the injury problems that this guy has, but I think they can also use a little bit more firepower is Cincinnati. 
Possibly Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, well, Texans could always use, <laughs> always use another body. But, you know, you know, they got two former number one running backs on their I team. I know too. they do. But, I mean, and, you know, I, I don't think Carolina would do it, but how long's McCaffrey going to be out? <laughs> That's you know? a good one. That's a good one, too. You know, and they want to they keep their 3-0, and man. They want to keep it up, so maybe that's something they decide to do, you know? Yeah, I'll give you two more teams. So I got Cincinnati. Uh-huh. I got the Giants on that list. Ooh. I think, I think Saquon... At any given second, he could go down too. But yeah. he's 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 a little bit on the overrated side. It seems like right now, you know. It's, yeah. I feel bad for the guy. I think he's a nice guy and everything, but you know, I think he's letting Adrian Peterson, Barry Sanders, you know, uh, projections on him like weigh against him a little bit. You, Barry Sanders and them didn't have any expectations like you do, sir. Um, right. And Adrian Peterson as well. Um, and then the last team that I think he could probably go to and help out, and I think this would be a great pickup for them and just strengthens their team even more, is the Rams. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The Rams are having running back problems as well. They are having trouble. I mean, in that Tampa game, for example – um, Sony Michelle was a leading rusher with 67 yards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Why not bolster another veteran up there? Sony Michelle is not your well, number one. <laughs> and not that they need a running back, but you know, you always go to Tampa. So Tom Brady doesn't have to lead the team in rushing. Then you have Leonard Fournette, <laughs> Ronald Jones, <laughs> Giovanni Bernard, and Marlon Mack. You pretty much have three number one running backs in your I team. Know. And LaShawn McCoy was there at one point. Like, I know. They, they, they can't run. Uh, it's like unbelievable. Yeah. there. I mean, there's a ton of teams that need help. But I think the best fit for him just as a – and I could see them just taking the pressure off of Joe Burrow. I mean – Yeah. I mean, you, you really – everybody's questioning your offensive line right now. They've been playing pretty good. I mean, for, for what people were saying, they're playing okay. But to even open up that passing game even more, not yep. only do you have to worry about running back number one right now, but you add Marlon Mack to that picture, it takes pressure right. off of him. I'm getting hurt as well, but I'm not yep. sure what NFL teams are thinking. Uh, and, and it's a two-back league for sure. I mean, yep. how many sure times is. if you look at the box score and there's like five different running backs that get the ball at any given yep. time? Yep. So, all right. Well, that wraps up our news. Good discussions. We'll see where Marlon Mack ends up. He's probably going to end up in like – I don't know, like Jacksonville the, or something. The for, 49ers or something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, the 49ers is another one. <laughs> That's, yeah. I mean, now that you mention it, but if you go there, wouldn't you be scared to get hurt? Like, <laughs> yeah, everybody like a is a running back here gets hurt. Even Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> like, if I run out the pocket, I might get hurt. <laughs> uh, week All four right, is man. upon us, man. Yes. We got two pretty good games on the docket, too. Very interesting games. So we got some familiar faces and uh, one face that we haven't mentioned on this show yet. Yeah. And we'll start with, for people that have been saying about Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. 
You know, we're going to really see what their their money can they put their money where their mouth is. The Broncos That's versus it. the Ravens this week. Let's get to the keys of the game for the for the Ravens. Yeah, they're playing at home, which is a good thing. M and T Bank Stadium in Baltimore, seventy one thousand fans. Uh, for Baltimore quarterback play. Well, first of all, Lamar has to play. Hopefully, his back is up to par so he can play. But if he does play, he needs to be cool and in control. Uh, he only has a 61% completion ratio, and he's three touchdowns, three interceptions. So it's got to be a little smarter, calm, cool, and collected, in control. Running game, especially with a hurt back, Lamar can't do it all. So have a plan on what you're going to do with this running game, how it's going to work and make it work. Mm -hmm. Has to work. Has to work. And the defense shows up. Denver has outscored their opponents 76 to 26, but their opponents have a combined 0 and 9 record. Welcome to Baltimore Broncos. Welcome to Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Flipping over to Denver. Next man up. Yeah, without Bradley Chubb, Ronald Darby, Jerry Judy, and now Bradley KJ, Chubb is never there anyways. Yeah, and K.J. Hamler. So they're without all these players. So they have to have that next man up mentality that has worked for other teams and plug the holes and keep it going. Protect Teddy. What a season he's having. 77% pass completion. 827 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Give the man time to throw the ball. You're going against a very, very good defense. Teddy has to be calm, cool, in control, and make good decisions. Yes, sir. Run the ball. Teddy's missing some weapons on the outside with Hamler and Judy. So run the ball. Javante Williams. Hello. Time for you to jump in on this. I mean, they they have plenty. They got another two-back system here. So share the load if you have to, but you guys need to establish a running game to help Teddy out. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. You protect Teddy, things can happen. He's a better quarterback than what people are giving him credit for. So, with that being said, the first guy that I mentioned, Teddy Bridgewater, he is my number two ranked quarterback so far <laughs> with an A minus grade. Say what uh, you want about the teams that he played against; it is what yeah. it is. I mean, yeah, they're NFL teams. I yeah. gotta give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe people have just had bad luck so far. We've seen bad teams that started out that just couldn't get their their act together turn out to be really good teams. Yep, I'm not gonna necessarily hold that against him. He's been without Jerry Judy. He's yep. going to be without KJ Hamler, yep. Tim, Tim Patrick, and Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton had an amazing week, too. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I just played pretty decent so far. Um, has not thrown an interception this year at all. Yeah. He's protecting the ball really well. Yes, and he with is. that being said, being the number five in pass rating in the NFL with a 116.4. Nice. Um, I believe what, what Teddy was saying in his interview with Akeem Tlaib, I believe that's who he was. No, it was with Patrick Peterson and uh Bryant McFadden on their um all things covered podcast. 
Okay. Uh, very good podcast. If you ever listen to, go listen to them. It's, it's pretty cool. But um, yeah, he was on there talking about how Matt Rule's system, they weren't very professional. They didn't run, you know, an offense or an organization like a regular NFL team that he's used to. He's a very system quarterback. Like, you know, he needs the right pieces around him. Very, yep. very similar to what Sam Darnold's doing. He needs the right pieces around him. But what he's yep. proven is he's he's moving past the adversity. Melvin Gordon is <laughs> he always proves me wrong. Every time I think yeah. he's gonna take a step back, the dude is just I mean, call it what it is. He's been balling out. Javante Williams has been fitting in really well. Shout out to Rob. Been- Rob called that man. Yeah. Um, Javante Williams is doing well too. Um, and that offense is clicking. And I think, uh, you know, he's going to continue that moving forward. Um, I like Teddy. I, I, you know, I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are Teddy Bridgewater haters, but uh, there might be some sprinkled out there. But this week, they're, of course, the Ravens fans are going to be haters of him. <laughs> now, people that think I'm going to be hating on, uh, oh, I have Teddy Bridgewater's name right there. Oh, Lord. Let me. Uh, yeah, they're not going to like that to begin with. Yeah, let me go ahead and um and, and fix that as well. So uh, how can I do this real quick? Yeah, I don't know if you're going to be able uh, to real quick. Yeah, I won't worry about it. But of course, this is not Teddy Bridgewater. This is Lamar Jackson. <laughs> um, Lamar Jackson is number twenty-two ranked quarterback so far on my list. On number your list, t- number twenty-two. Yeah, um, he's got a C grade so far. So he's just been middle of the road. I don't take those big plays that he makes into consideration did hollywood brown have two really bad drops last week absolutely but you got to go deeper than that man is he really working with this guy to make him better a better wide receiver i know that might be cliche to say but you know maybe it might be the relationship or the way that i don't know i don't know what it is but He's just not consistent enough for me to even put him higher than the C right now. Um, and he's only been to one Pro Bowl. People have acted like this dude is a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback every single year. The year that he went to the Pro Bowl was the year that he won MVP. There you go. <laughs> enough said. Number one in yards per completion in the NFL, 14.4. Stop throwing the ball so deep. Hey, he's got Rashad Bateman coming back. <laughs> couldn't resist that man i well and you know what people are gonna say they're gonna resurface the video and say well he only got 30 catches because he didn't play a full season well you said that before he got hurt so so if he ends up with 15 catches technically if you do the math i'm still right yeah (laughs) (laughs) we can only assume on his trajectory what he's gonna be yeah Exactly. Um, but he'll love that though. I mean, L- Lamar Jackson will throw it down the field in the second. We'll see. Yeah. I don't. And like I said, I don't think Rashad Bateman is a terrible wide receiver. That prediction was not based on him being bad. Right. Right. It's based on all the factors that Balt- Baltimore is not a throw first kind of team. They never have right. been when they had Lamar Jackson. Number one in comeback games in the NFL. I think he's tied. Um, he does have two though. So, I mean, Call it what it is. He will win you games. He's got two comeback games that he's won. Um, yeah. Good for Lamar. Um, but I think he's just played mediocre this year. This week, I'm picking yeah. the Broncos to win. I think I, I think Teddy's going to come in there. I think it'll be a close game. But I think they're going to surprise them on a uh, 
Late game heroics by Teddy Bridgewater. And shout out to my boy Slade. Oh, he is not clutch. I think Teddy Bridgewater is enough of hearing that. He's had no, seven. I think he's had seven or six comebacks or game winners yeah. in his career. So uh, leave the man alone. I think he'll be all yeah. right. It's going to be uh, – I agree with you. It's going to be a close game. Um, I have the Ravens winning 31-23, and that is based on a pick six to go up to 31. So it's a real close game before that. So outside of the cornerback that I've been telling people to watch out from this rookie class, oh, you're a Florida State fan. Asante Sandler has been playing out of his mind. <laughs> yes, he has. The best place for him to go is to go play with his old buddy Enduring with James. Enduring with oh, James, I man. think, is still the number one ranked safety in the league. Uh, but on top of that, the other rookie that's been balling out, regardless of what teams you said that he's going against, is Patrick Sertain. Pat Sertain yep. has been playing out of his mind, too. Yep. And, uh, I mean, why would you throw it against this defense? Like, <laughs> they've been playing pretty nasty up to this point. And they're miss the, – the whole team is missing pieces all over the place, yeah. and they're playing well. I, I, yeah. I think they just edge it out. I, I would give this game prediction 27-21 Broncos, but, you know, it, it's going to go into the fourth quarter with, like, three minutes left. It's going to be 21-20. Teddy Bridgewater is going to run him down the field and he's going to throw a touchdown pass to like Noah Fant or something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, if Lamar doesn't practice tomorrow and he his back, you know, giving him problems, he doesn't start, he doesn't play, whatever, that changes the whole thing, man. Yep, for sure. Next game, Chargers versus the Raiders, a divisional oh, I matchup. Love this. I, I think this is going to be a really, really good game. It has the potential to be really great. Um, all right, Don. This this one I was very conflicted on my pick at the end. I was going back and forth all <laughs> all, all the way through. So all right, SoFi Stadium, Inglewood, California, the shared field. Oh, uh, Don, we got breaking news. Okay. So I know this doesn't pertain to anybody else, but uh, Zoom was just decline for the acquisition by five nine from the shareholders oh really yep i was wondering about that i know it's not football related but <laughs> i i remember reporting when i first saw that yeah i just had to say that <laughs> oh that's <laughs> crazy yeah it's crazy <laughs> wow okay good stuff yep. anyhow back to football <laughs> <laughs> um we are doing the Raiders. Gotcha. For Las Vegas to win, quarterback play. Derek Carr, the gunslinger, averaging 405.3 yards per game, but only at a 65% clip. Not a bad clip, but his play is going to determine what happens. He's going, you know. He, they say the quarterback is the most important position. Sometimes he's he's the guy. Well, he is the guy. He It's going to revolve around him. If he has the games he's been having this year, they're going to succeed. If he flounders, they're not going to do well. So quarterback play, very important. Um, find someone to play catch with. He's got three wide receivers and a tight end. All have over 200 yards, and they have three touchdowns. Mm. And let's see. One that you just traded away, right? 
uh, uh that you official. actually acquired <laughs> yeah yeah um i'm dying to dying it <laughs> yeah i got one I, I did get one receiver and i got rid of the tight end so yep. <laughs> that's gonna be an interesting thing man yep. uh run please run i i gotta say please now peyton barber's filled in pretty well for the injured josh jacobs i hope josh does come back soon but Carr's going to need a rhythm. He just can't pass, 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 pass. So you got to establish the run to set up the pass. A nice rhythm, and this offense will hum. For the Los Angeles Chargers, offensive weapons, you got him. He needs to feed Austin Eckler to set up the passing game. So Eckler has to have a nice running game. He has to be featured. Yep. Receivers have to catch everything. Okay? No question. Justin Herbert is starting to get his mojo back. He had a good game last week. Williams and Allen have to get open. And Eckler and Cook have to be involved in the passing game as well. Tight end's been a little quiet. He needs to step up. And then defense, help your team by winning the turnover battle. And then in quotes, see Asante Samuel Jr. <laughs> yep. And and Derwin James. They're, they've yeah. been balling out. Yeah. Quarterbacks. My man. The, re- the uh, red zone champion last year. Yeah. Most of his touchdowns came on the other side of the field. On the opponent's side, 20-1. He's continuing that same type of feeling that he had last year, man. Say what you want about Justin Herbert. I did not know what to do with myself when I was trying to scout Justin Herbert. He was one of those quarterbacks that I just – I didn't ever say he was going to be bad. I just didn't know how good he could have been. Yeah. And he turns out to be what's more impressive is to go into a COVID year and have like, and not only, not only not practicing with the first team because Tyrod Taylor was there. Shout out to Tyrod Taylor too, man. I feel so bad for that guy. He has the worst (laughs) luck ever. And he's having such a, he was having such a great season. Um, But Justin Herbert, he's my 11th ranked quarterback so far. He's got to be great for the season. He started out a little slow. Yeah, that last game he played absolutely amazing. He's not played bad. He's played about a B the the whole time. Um, he's ranked number one in the NFL with two game winning drives. Again, tied with some other people, but right, you know sure. they've only played three games at this point, and two of them he's come back and won for them. Right. Number two in the NFL with uh, twenty nine point three completions per game. They're throwing the ball a ton. Austin yep. Eckler's helping them there. A lot of you know, a lot of those receivers are helping them out now. I just think when you talk about a prototypical quarterback that you want to build in the lab, it's it's Justin <laughs> Herbert that has absolute ice in his veins. I love the guy, man. Um, I hope he continues his success. But I gotta I head over he has to a real good week this week. Yeah, I you know <laughs> I know there's also another guy that I just think people have been severely underrating his whole career. And we tend to forget that he's had two seasons where he was considered the MVP favorite before he kind of fell off. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been a roller coaster, man. He has been, but he still has played consistent. Yeah. I mean, just look at the numbers and look at the game logs. Like a lot of the losses and things that have come down to it have really not it's just the team around him. And I think it was really just Las Vegas staying patient and I'm glad that they gave Mike Mayock a chance to make some of that decisions. Cause I mean, you got two GMs competing <laughs> yeah. doing the same job. I mean, John Gruden's going to want to be his own GM too. Plus you haven't thinking that Mike Mayock is going to be like a pushover for not being a GM ever before, but we, we love Mike Mayock, man. If seriously, if Mike Mayock called me tomorrow, I was like, Hey, I'm going to invite you to come down to Las Vegas to meet me and we could talk football. I might convert <laughs> to a Las Vegas fan just because Mike Mayock told me to. Yeah. That's how much of a fan I am of him. But, uh, Never had any quarrels with the Raiders at all um, ever since being a football fan, but he's my 14th ranked quarterback so far at a B minus. So right under Justin Herbert. Yeah. Um, Number 10 in passing touchdowns. He's got six and number one in passing yards so far. Yeah. My my man has been slinging at 1203 in the NFL. Gunslinger. This is going to be a probably game of the week. If, if I had to bet my money on it and, We'll get over to our predictions, but uh, Don, I'm going to have to change my prediction last second here. I know I got the Chargers winning, but I'm going to go with the Raiders on this oh. one. Last <laughs> last minute change. I'm going okay. with the Raiders. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I hate their logo, though. It sucks. I wish they had changed it. But I'm going with nah. the Raiders. Okay. Got I the changed Raiders it on our, on our tracking. Okay. I got you. So I got the Raiders winning winning on this one. Um, I think this is a prove it game. I think this is the closest game of the week. I think it comes down to, I, I don't think either quarterback turns the ball over this game. Mm. I, I don't think they turn it over. I think it's a pretty clean game by, by, you know, by both teams. I think it's going to come down to which running backs play the best collectively. Mm. And I think the Raiders collectively have uh, they'll they'll pull it out with Kenyon Drake and um, with Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber had a hell of a week last week. Yeah, too. he did. Well, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a pretty close game. But how you like this scenario? I got it tw- twenty-seven twenty-seven, mm-hmm. and Asante Samuel. With a pick six, Chargers win 34-27. Really? Yep. I think this game is very low scoring. I say this is a 14-17 game, Raiders. Mm. Don't see it. Yep. I I, I think uh, last, last minute heroics by uh, <laughs> Derek Carr again. <laughs> <laughs> like he's been doing the last couple of weeks. I, and I, I agree. He's going to have the ball less, but I think that's where he gets picked. That's going to be the only pick of the game, and it's going to be the deciding factor in the game. <laughs> John Thomas, you take the lightning bolt behind the Raider. It looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> when I was doing the graphics uh, last night, I had actually had it kind of like this, too, when I was trying to, like, like <laughs> repaying everything. And I'm like... I wonder what it would look like if I made that black and silver too. <laughs> just this it would look like a really cool crest, right? So uh all right. All right. So we got Drum roll for the next thing. We got one more game. Oh wait, wait, wait. No, we don't. We already nope. went through the Broncos. Yep. 
on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, predictions. Predictions this week. So, yep. what we're going to have here um, for Teddy Bridgewater against the Ravens is I think he's going to have a pretty, pretty good game. <laughs> I'm predicting about 400 yards and two touchdowns to shut all the Teddy Bridgewater haters up. I think this is be the first time that he throws 400 yards in his career. Yeah. Um, and it's going to prove to everybody that uh, those receivers on the Broncos are going to step up to the yeah. plate. And I think Cort- Cortland Sutton's going to have an amazing day. But that's my bold prediction. That's It's definitely bold. Uh, I can see Teddy throwing the touchdowns. I can see Teddy having a good, good game. But if he gets over 300 yards, it'll be amazing. I agree. So definitely bold. My bold prediction, I went team instead of player this week. The winless Colts are going to win their first game of the year this week against the Dolphins, but then they're going to turn around and lose again next week against Baltimore. <laughs> hey, is it because of Carson Wentz? It, well, it's partially that, but hey, <laughs> before Wentz got hurt, before any of that, when we did our predictions on our spreadsheet for the whole year before the preseason even started, I had the Colts going 0-3, beating the Dolphins, and losing to Baltimore. So it has to come true, man. Woo, okay. Well, <laughs> these were some bold predictions. Yep. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Me and Don are not Teddy Bridgewater haters at all. No, we hope, not at all. I hope he succeeds the rest of the season. And, you know, if he plays like this, if he's not in your MVP voting at the end of the year, um, then you're just a hater. So now, he's got, If he stays like this, he's going to have a really, really nice season. I think so, too. I think so, too. All right, guys. Well, that'll round out this week's episode. Sorry yes, about sir. starting late. But, um, you know, we made it work. We made yeah. it work with what, what we got. And yep. uh, shout out to Rob. Sorry you couldn't make yep. it this week, man. Miss um, you, man. Yeah, dude. It was it was weird doing this without you, but it was also good to have the duo back together. Yeah, flashbacks, we, man. Yeah, we, <laughs> we we started it, and I guess yeah. we'll, we'll always finish it. So there you go, man. Um, yeah, I don't think Rob's will be back for the foreseeable future, unless you know some things on his end change. But we we wish him all the luck. He'll stop in yep. from time to time. He is still part of the ECG family. Um, and if you know anybody that wants to podcast, tell them to hit us up. We're always looking to expand our horizons. There you go. But uh, more so, I need a need a graphics guy to come help me out. Um, until my until my buddy gets his uh his stuff together, then you know, in the interim, if you want to learn anything new. This will keep you occupied. Yeah, <laughs> for, for sure. sure. For sure. It'll keep you occupied. But you got to love it, too. So this has been episode 36. 36. The, the hard jersey number. Yeah. Well, we'll just go with my wife on this one. The This will be the, the bus edition. There and you we'll, go. Uh, we'll pick you, guys like up, pick you guys up next week. Yep. <laughs> we'll see you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the East Coast Gridiron Podcast. Find us on all your favorite music and podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. 
For all the latest news and updates, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by going to eastcoastgridiron.com. 